This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Are you afraid of Paul Warren? I'm not afraid of Paul Warren. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Said we were just chatting off air. I I don't like going against Paul Warren. Hello, hello in the chat, everybody. Um, are you actually go straight to the chat? Are you are you afraid of Paul Warren? We'll get we do Cambridge, but. This guy always does a number on us, doesn't he? And it makes it worse that he's a Norwich fan, doesn't it? That really kind of <laughs> and, sticks the dagger in. You know, he always he always just beats us effortlessly with his Rotherham sides. And then you know what makes it that- even worse, Sev? Is he's a really nice bloke who's a Norwich fan who always beats us. He comes across really nicely. I was watching the pre-match press conference today that he did, and he comes across as a really likeable guy. He's got a bit of a personality about him. And yeah, every time I just see him walking down the touchline after they've dominated and beat us 2 nil with a wry smile on his face it always makes me think that's oh, so annoying he's a Norwich fan as well but but very very different says Charlie in the chat uh good evening to Jim FPL tractor do say hello in the chat we're going to be here for the next hour so Seb this is a hybrid it's not a flagship I'm going to come up with some stupid name now it's not a flagship but it's not a pre-match so it's a it's the flag, flag pre pre-flag flag <laughs> flagship um yeah um if anyone was at the cambridge game by the way because we were due to have the illustrious joe fairs on but he's got family business give us your thoughts if you're at the cambridge game you watched on um i follow um evening uh, another seb there jules evening uh, ej Knox. good evening you lovely um you lovely people seb sorry how are you yeah, very well. Thank you, mate. I'm good. Looking forward to watching us tomorrow night. I can't go to the game, but looking forward to watching us under the lights on Sky, hopefully to see us break the Sky curse. I am endeavouring, endeavouring to be there. It's one of those where I'm probably going to know about 3pm tomorrow as to whether I can make my way down to Portman Road. I do particularly want to. Uh, Michael, welcome as ever in uh, Brisbane. Get your comments on uh, Cambridge and then in particular um, a pretty fearsome uh, opponent in terms of club size in Derby coming up at the weekend. Um, do you want to do a little bit on Cambridge, um, Seb, and um, and then we'll we'll crack on. We've got a bit of Bracknell winner, Stigcott Bracknell <laughs> to um, to talk about. But um, it's it's that difficult question of um, what did we learn if we learned anything about the EFL Cup tie against um, Cambridge. 
Yeah, I mean, it, obviously it was a dead rubber before the game, wasn't it? It had to be a ridiculous swing of scores for us not to qualify. So it was a bit of a, a bit of a dead rubber anyway. And I guess, you know, the, the, the thing that's come away from it is the ridiculous decision to send Edwards off. You know, we've all probably seen it back and it's an absolute joke decision in reality. And I, I felt sorry for the youngsters that obviously, you know, played because they had 17 minutes playing in a, you know, their kind of natural game. And after that, that that's that sending off, they have to adjust their own games. And they're the kind of the, the ones that lose out from that. You know, you had Edwin uh, Abajay uh, right back and you had Chawera in the number 10. And as soon as Edwards goes off, there's a reshuffle and we have to be more conservative, I guess. So that's the, that's the really disappointing thing from it. You know, the game itself doesn't really matter. I guess you could argue potentially is it good that we had kind of you know 70 minutes or so playing with 10 men as a bit of experience for players we got some more minutes into the likes of Keo Kamara made an appearance and and got some more minutes or some some of his first minutes for the club which is a good thing but you know the the disappointing thing is that joke decision you know I mean some of the referees we've had this year have been woeful and just seem to be a a new low on Tuesday night. You know, the, the first one, no problem. The high boot, definite yellow card, no issue. The replay of the of the the, the dive, the simulation is ridiculous. And Bonner comes out afterwards and says it's it's a joke decision. I'd be fuming if it went against me. Just shows. <laughs> I, I like where, Bonner. He speaks <laughs> really well. Every time I hear him interview, yeah. I really like him. Yeah. He was really good, wasn't he? After the um, after the, the the home defeat, you know, he was really yeah. sort of wax lyrical about us. He's a really great up and coming manager. Obviously, turned down the the Rotherham job to replace Paul Warren, didn't he? A few weeks ago, and uh, and again, he, you know, he's spoken in our favour as a nice guy. So a, a disappointing night. We're at home in the next round. I don't know when the when the draw is. I guess the game will be at some point in during the World Cup, maybe. But we, we'll be at home for that, and it's still regionalised. So we'll see who we get, and I guess it's another chance to get more minutes into the likes of Keo, Kamara, Humphreys, etc. And that's what we have to use it for until we get to the latter stages where you might see a few first-teamers come in if, if we can stay in. Right, I'm going to the chat, um, Seb. Uh, Stephen went to school with Paul Warren. Um, have I told my Paul Warren story on here before? When I, I'll, I'll tell it in a, in a, in a minute. Uh, Charlie, Cambridge was strange, sending off ruined it. After that, it felt like a training game. Yeah, fair comment. Um, up until the diabolical simulation. The, I, I think Jill was hopefully saying it's a diabolical decision rather than a diabolical simulation. I think I know what he means. Uh, watch uh, Mullet. Uh, what we learned was refs are getting worse. Bless them. I always try and stand up for it. I struggle sometimes, I have to say. Um, Dan, interesting to hear the reasoning behind mixing youth with experience for the time rather than chucking in lots of youngsters. In Jim, enjoyed the game despite the result. Good crowd, but weird fascination with a rotund gentleman. Uh, let's not go there. Uh, Wolfie's book at the end. Um, baffling. Um, I think Bon has got his eye. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Some flirting. Um, going on. I've been listening to a few managers talk about these EFL Cup games, Seb, and it strikes me the ones that are most positive are managers that are on a bad run that play most of their first team. They seem to get the most use out of these games. Yeah, it's a chance, isn't it, to break a bad run and, you know, you can... But equally, if you're a, on a really bad run and you're losing it, it doesn't matter because it's not the league. So it's almost like a free hit from from both kind of points of view. And I like the way McKenna's used it this season. I thought he was going to go really young on uh, on Tuesday night, given the fact that we played on, on the Saturday to Lincoln and we've got Friday on the Derby night. So in reality, you're losing kind of almost two or three days of, of training and shape and preparation. So I thought he'd go a lot younger than he did. I quite like the way he kind of... It's almost a hybrid, isn't it, of, of, of first-teamers and, and, you know... A, of getting getting a couple of kids involved and getting some minutes into the the players that need it. So I like the way he's he's doing it, and you know if we get a decent draw in the next round, hopefully. Obviously, poor Edwards won't play. Thankfully, the red card is only specific for the the, the Peter Cup, so he can play against Derby if need be. Um, but hopefully, if we get a decent draw in the next round, we can progress a little bit further and hopefully maybe make that elusive trip to Wembley and get ourselves off that list of whatever it is five or six clubs that have never played at the new one. Stop it. 
Um, Lewis, uh, I love Camera as a signing, but my God, you could tell he hasn't played it. Yeah, he's got got to start. It's a fair point. We've got to start somewhere, haven't you? And I suppose no no better place. But from what Lewis is saying, it might be several drips in of five it minutes. It might take a while. Yeah. Also, don't, yeah. And don't training. forget. And don't forget Aluko as well. Last year was awful on his debut. Do you remember against whoever it was in the, yes, the Carling yeah, Cup? Yeah, yeah. He was the League Cup. He was absolutely awful. Everyone's saying, why have we signed him? And, you know, a few months down the line, he's a key player. So, yeah, good, good that he got some minutes under the belt. And I guess hopefully we might see him make a, an appearance off the bench at some point in the league shortly. Yeah, I thought Humphreys had a good game, uh, says Michael. I wonder whether ref abuse is reducing the pool of refs. Oh, I, I suspect it is. They um they need to do something in that regard. But that's a very long debate, Seb, about um, <laughs> putting the money up and completely restructuring the culture of um, how... And we always make the comparison to the rugby players calling them sir, don't we? But I don't know whether you can get anywhere near that. But And then getting the fans to buy into that culture as well feels a long, long way off. Um, Jules, nice to see Keo putting his body on the line for a pizza. So you just end the sentence there for a pizza. Keo <laughs> putting his body on the line for a pizza. He wanted that pepperoni pizza bad. Um, let me know in the chat if you think you're going to be able to get a ticket to Bracknell, Seb. What a draw. And on ICV4 as well, your thoughts? It's great, isn't it? I mean, God, we've said it so many times we've been drawn against what we've had since we've been down. Coventry, Barrow. Lincoln, Barrow, Oldham, Peter, Portsmouth. Yeah, we normally get a rubbish draw. I was convinced it was going to be somebody like Gillingham at home or something totally pointless. I wanted a northern side. Wrexham or Chester was to do that. That'd be nice for me. But I think it's a brilliant, brilliant tie. Uh, I've listened to the, the the interview that KOA have done today with the the, the owner, the chairman of, of Bracknell, and he sounds like he's you know he's really looking forward to it. They, they've announced today it's going to be on telly on the Monday night on ITV4. So, although it is a potential banana skin given our, oh, you our this, history this of absolute no win situation apart <laughs> yeah. from the, the glory of playing at Pracknell. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, our record in the FA Cup first round is pretty poor and our record on TV is pretty poor. So you factor those two things in and hopefully, God willing, we just put on a decent performance and get out of there. But, you know, if you can get a ticket, absolutely fair play to you. Mikey's tapped me up today already for my gold card number to try and use that to get one. So 355, that's it, says Nick. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you can get, there's no segregation, apparently. They're going to let people just sit yeah. wherever they want. Yeah, like Mullet says there, there's no segregation. You can turn up to their game at the weekend. I don't know who they've got, but the chairman was saying they'll be selling tickets <laughs> Sell out, at the game. Yeah. Yeah, this weekend. So fancy a trip down to Bracknell on Saturday. I don't know who they're playing. You can get down is, there and try and get it. Bracknell? I assume if if it's in the office, it's somewhere near Slough. Is that, it is, yeah. It's part of the world, isn't it? It's sort of Heathrow, Slough, Reading, that, that part of the world. Winnersh. <laughs> Did come. <laughs> like. um, superb stuff. Right, guys, get your thoughts in on Derby County then. Um, it's Derby at the weekend. Uh, well, on Friday night in the big Sky game, the controversial third kit at home uh, game, which we've we dealt with, I think, haven't we? But um, what are your first um, thoughts? And then we'll get some we'll get some thoughts from from the chat. And obviously, I've covered Derby pretty extensively, although I think half of it seems to have been reading 170 page reports from the EFL <laughs> as opposed to people kicking balls into nets and whatnot. But um, what's your take, um, Seb? And we'll get the conversation going. 
Well, like like you, I am a bit fearful of Warren, given the job he's done on us previously with, with, with Rotherham. They've started the season okay. They're currently ninth on 20 points, played 12 games, won six, drawn two, lost four, scored 15 goals uh, and conceded 11. They're pretty solid away from home with their away performance, eight points from six games, which is 11th best in the league. But they are very low scoring. They've only scored five goals away from home. And those five goals have come in the last two away games. They've been... Yeah, they beat Accrington 3-0 at the weekend and they beat Cambridge 2-0 in the away game before that. Uh, they've also only conceded three goals away from home all season. So they didn't score any, I don't think, under a senior They've uh, away from home. They've scored in two games under Warren. They're, they're, they're pretty tight away from home and they've kept five clean sheets in the league and four of those have been away from home. So they are a decent side away from uh, away from Pride Park. And, you know, we'll come on in a minute. Some of the names they signed in the summer, a lot of familiar names in there. And I guess from a Derby fans' point of view, you're just grateful at this point. You know, you've got a club, you've attracted a, a, a quality, a top quality manager for this level from, you know, a club higher up in the in, in the pecking order. I know Derby's natural ceiling is going to be higher than Rotherham's, hence why he's gone there. But you must just be so grateful. And I guess, if do they see this year as a promotion year? Do they see this year as a, a transition and stabilise? Or do, they, do you think they just want to get straight back up there? You know what big clubs coming down to League One are like, <laughs> said they see it as a promotion. But, Seb, we're almost... Um, normally we look at the data and we're trying to find a nice long-term pattern. We're almost looking for, right, what are the differences now? Because my, it's very strange you bring up the home away thing because last year, um, Rooney and Rossinia, who did sort of the first, someone give me the number in the chat, the first seven, eight games, nine games maybe this season, were quite slow, quite methodical, had a good defensive record, had a good um, points per game at home, far better because, of course, they had the points deduction, far better than the team that ends up in the bottom three. That's distorted by the points deduction. But they were poor away from home. And mm. they had a lot of youngsters playing. That was a theory I sort of heard. And, you know, the kind of style didn't necessarily suit itself. And then they got the, um, the you know, the, the sort of, um, what's the word? Not gallows humour, but... Um, where, where the crowd was kind of behind a, a lost cause, so to speak, with the minus 21. That really got them really got them going um, at home. Um, so I'm absolutely not surprised to hear you say, oh, they weren't scoring any goals. And all of a sudden, and by the way, I think Paul Warren's a really, really good manager and I'm not criticising direct football. I think direct football's great. I think Liverpool played direct football. It's awesome. But listen to a Paul Warren interview it's always about, can you turn the defenders? Can you pass forward? Can you run forward? Can you win the ball back? Can you pass forward? Do you know what I mean? And it's no um, surprise immediately that, you know, play a couple of away games and um, we mentioned James Collins and this huge Danish guy that's worrying me um, after the weekend as well, scored a couple of goals at Accrington. But for me, it's almost, what does the data tell us about how much they've changed under Warren from Rossini, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll come on to the formation. There's been a notable formation change. Paul Warren's kind of gone to what he knows. So we'll come on to that to that kind of shortly. And I guess, you know, when you're saying there about, um, you know, the, the club, I guess, has to see this year as a, uh, kind of let's let's look to finish in the playoffs. That's why they've clearly gone out and got Paul Warren, isn't it? You know, they've, they've got an experienced manager who they think they can get back up the league. They've kind of gone this strategy in the summer of they've kept a load of young kids from last year with a bit of experience 
and they've kind of signed this older guard who should, in theory, some of them should be kind of almost cheat codes at this level. They've had a clear out, haven't they? We know that Tom Lawrence has gone up to Rangers, and is it Billick's gone to Birmingham on loan to clear out some of the, mm-hmm. you know, some of the, the high end from the wage bill. They've lost quite a few of the young prospects in the summer as well. So we saw that kind of fire sale whilst the, whilst the club was in administration. They were trying to get trying to get a, a deal done. Rooney obviously, you know, sticks around for a bit and implies that he's going to hang around and see the club move back up he, the back up the league. He but kind he, of went when the Kirchner deal fell Yes, through, when it fell he? through. Yeah, he was clearly yeah. hanging on for him. And as soon as that didn't materialise, you know, he, he he's left. And Rosinha gets this interim manager appointment, which wasn't exactly a, you know, a resounding vote of confidence after Klaus takes over. Um, but the, the young prospects they lost in the summer, I mean, you might know some of these names. Lee Buchanan went to Word of Bremen. Malcolm mm-hmm. Mimosi yeah, so went to Palace. Very athletic left wing back. Um, sorry, yeah. who was the other one? Malcolm Iwobi went to Palace. Yeah, he's another sort of who could play wing back or on the wing. But I'm sure you're about to mention Max Bird um, still yep. there. Sibley, Sibley, yeah, still there. Jason Knight's very good as well. He's probably played about 100 games now as well. Yeah, they've and they've kept that kind of you know that 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 decent bit of championship experience. Now, hopefully, uh, Jason Knight got subbed against. Uh, they played Man City's under twenty threes in the uh, Pizza Cup on Tuesday night, and he got subbed with an injury, so he is a doubt. So that would be a plus if if, if he can't make it. We mentioned that game last week against Accrington. That was their last away game, the last game. They they won three 0 but that's not really. That sounds like a very comfortable kind of you know away away from a performance. That doesn't tell the true story because Accrington. Miss a sitter by hitting the bar. They then miss two penalties. They get one nil up. Asula scores. Will Asula, the guy from Sheffield United that we were kind of linked with in the summer here and there, and we kind of went for a Hadme instead. He uh, he puts them one nil up, and then Appleton conspire to miss two penalties in two minutes. Dave, the same. Davies should have been red carded as well. That was yeah um, yeah. That was not a deliberate attempt to play the ball, was it? No, and the same guy takes both penalties. I think it's McConville, the guy that hits the bar as well. So he hits the bar and misses a sitter. He takes both penalties. Keeper saves one. One he puts wide of the post. Um, Derby then get the second, and they get a third injury time. So al- although it looks like a fairly comfortable 3-0 victory, that, that wasn't really the case when you kind of look at the look at the stats and look at the, the outcome of the game. They actually finished with 45% possession in that game. So they, you know, they kind of let Accrington have the ball and they kind of looked to hit them on the break and kind of, you know, capitalised at the end on, on, on in the thing was the 98th minute where Barkhausen kind of scores a goal. So that sort of got them up and running away from home. Like I say, they had the 2-0 victory against Cambridge in the away game before that. But up until that point, they hadn't scored and it was a very inconsistent kind of, you know, win, draw, lose, lose, win, draw. They couldn't really get any kind of form really going until Warren entered the building. Yeah. And um, the general sort of pattern with, we've worn that we've seen is play fairly di- I, mean, I mean it's not long long ball stuff it's not um it's not wickham is it no, no it's, 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 not, it's not ainsworth it's not wickham yeah yeah but um it's i always said turn the midfield to to dust it's just you know m- stop that stop football happening in that part of the pitch if the ball bounces three rotherham players would always be pressing it and, you know, charging around everywhere, which I suppose if you're now Derby manager and you've got five subs as well, you can probably sustain that um, sort of level of mad pressing even, you know, even even to a, a, a higher standard. Um, and, yeah, like you said, I was kind of pleased that I thought we weren't going to be facing Collins, who looks like the perfect Paul Warren player, until we see this blooming... Osula <laughs> um, banging these couple of goals as well. Um, get your uh, get your comments in on on this um, in the in the chat, uh, Lewis. Sounds awful to say. I'm really hoping Hurahan 
is still out injured. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's in the Bannon patch Morsi bracket of central midfielders in League One, isn't he? Yeah, very much so. He only started training apparently yesterday, I think. Paul Warren in the pre-match presser today said he'll train tomorrow and they'll make a decision on him tomorrow, tomorrow kind of afternoon with, with regards to if he'll play or not. I don't know if that's a smokescreen or, or, or whatever, but he is a bit of a cheat code at this level, isn't he? You know, he's. I think we were all surprised that he, he ended up down here. He was at Sheffield United last year on loan, wasn't he, from Villa? Obviously, you know. Yeah, and, uh, so he played, played in the playoff semi-final second leg. He, was, I think he missed a penalty, yeah. didn't he? Did he miss one of the penalties against whoever, whoever they played? Yeah, I think I think he missed uh, one against Forrest, if I remember rightly. Forrest, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a bit of a cheat code. So he's got three goals so far for the season already. He's that kind of, you know, driving force from midfield who look like Bannon, look like Morsey, just looks like to be a, a cut above in a League One game. You can tell he's, he's just too good for this level. But hopefully the uh, the lack of training this week and the, I think they said he was back out running yesterday, but hadn't done any kind of training or, or contact work. He's due to do that tomorrow. Hopefully he might miss out. And if he misses out and if uh, the other guy, Jason Knight, misses out, that would be a real big boost for us tomorrow night. Yeah, lovely sort of shooter from the 15, 20 yards range with his with his left foot. Jason Knight, a completely different player because he would be a perfect Paul Warren. I think they've been playing him sort of wing back um, a fair amount, haven't they? But um, yeah, can run for days and days. Uh, Charlie, think our defence will have one of their busiest nights. We can cope with that. And um, I agree with Charlie. And it's not even about being busier. It's about our defenders are going to, you know, especially the wide centre-backs, assuming we play three, which I'm sure we will, um, they're going to be forward. And then they, he always says try and turn the defence. So they've really got to be on guard to, you know, this sort of early ball and, you know, those those chats, especially if the wing-backs are so high. You can imagine if Derby were to score in this game, you can imagine a ball into the channel and something developing from that, can't you? Yeah, and Asula is so, you know, he's powerful, isn't he? He's powerful mm. and strong and quick. And yeah, they're going to have to really be on their game because it's interesting you say that we'll probably pay a, play a three. Do you not think it's just more of a, I think it's more of a four, two, three, one these days. I don't, I don't kind of see it as a three anymore. I think, you know, Danassian is almost an out and out right back now. And I think that, you know, you've got obviously Wolfenden and Emerson in the centre, Davis on the left. I, I just I just don't see it as a three yeah, anymore. It's I think a fair comment. It's very fluid, isn't it? Yeah, I think we've made that transition now to just a, an out and out kind of four, two, three, one with um, you know, Chaplin or Harness in the number ten and Burns just constantly so high up the pitch in a in a in a in a in a four through two three one. I think he's just an out and out almost winger these days. I, that's that's how I see it. So yeah, with that extra man not being in the in the back line, they are going to have to be on their game against the likes of Asula because he's strong. He'll hold the ball up. He'll look to roll people. He's quick and he's powerful and he's he's direct. And he's scoring goals as we saw last week. It's not big and it's not clever, but you've got to have you've got to have your thinking cap on. You've got to head that ball or head it. You know that Warnock would say, head it, kick it. You know, watch your positioning, be in the right place. You you, you know you can. I always remember who's the big. Aussie lad, um, Suter, who was on loan at Fleetwood, remember? Yeah. Positioned himself in a game, <laughs> just headed everything away. Yeah. Yeah. All, all match, obviously, I'm, I'm sure the derby will be a little more organised than we were perhaps then in the um, in the darkest Lambert days. But, um, uh, Michael, will we bring ball in to play an extra man in the middle of the park? It's not a bad idea, that. I'm not sure it will happen, but there's some sense in that, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I didn't know he was suspended on Tuesday night. When I saw he wasn't involved, I thought, oh, that suggests he might be starting against Derby. But apparently, I think he had two yellows in the first two games, so you then have to have to miss a game. But at some point, I would like to see that kind of Morsey, Evans and Ball 
three-man central midfield, you know, that would give Morsey license to kind of push forward. But I guess that's more of a, a three-three-three than a uh, sorry, a four-three-three than a four-two-three-one. But I do think at some point in the season we will be seeing that. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I wonder if we'll go John Jules and Jackson like we do in the away games. Any problem with this um, kind of strategy is they can they can stand off a bit um, and still play the the sort of Paul Warren style if they're screened from in front. But um, yeah, let's let's talk about um, let's talk about us then. How do you how do you see us lining up? There's plenty of suggestions and plenty of options. And you've got to remember we're coming off. Um, arguably the, the worst result of the, the season. I'm not, no, no criticism of the season for me, but um, it's, you know, it's, it's something that needs to be looked at having lost to Lincoln um, last weekend. Yeah, well, I guess it's, it's up in the air because I saw the team against Lincoln last week and everyone kind of agreed that's pretty much our strongest side. You know, if you're playing in a, a playoff semi-final tomorrow at Portman Road, you, you'd expect that to be the, the the lineup. You know, it's our natural strongest eleven. But we just didn't get going at all against Lincoln, did we? So I guess that does leave some places up for grabs. I'd like to see Edwards come in personally. I thought he was, you know, he got the assist against Portsmouth. He was really bright against Cambridge with the two goals. He was good away to Morecambe when he started on the left. I just think maybe you need to give Chaplin potential. I know he didn't play on Tuesday night, so he has had a bit of a rest, but maybe, maybe he just needs a, a, a game on the bench. And could you put Edwards in that kind of wide left position, harness through the middle behind Ladapo or, or John Jules and put Burns out on the right? So I think it'll be interesting. They'll line up with the back three. They, they've switched. They used to be a 4-2-3-1 side under a senior. And then as soon as Warren's come in, he's gone back to uh, three at the back system. So they kind of play a 3-5-1-1 uh, at the moment. That's how they, they kind of line up. And they have Mendes Lang on, 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 on one wing, on the right-hand wing. And they have Barkenhausen kind of pushing on the other wing. Uh, they like to get to get nice and forward. And then you've got your insurance policy uh, of Jason Knight and Max Bird sort of sitting in the middle to kind of, you know, mop up a little bit. They've got Dobbin on loan from Everton. He's the guy that tends to play in the number 10 role just behind the striker. So normally the striker is James Collins. Tomorrow it will be Asula and Dobbin will be in that kind of free number 10 role. But he likes to drift out out, out white, uh, at right and link up with uh, with, with Mendes Lang. So there'll be a, a, a three. I, I would play Ladapo personally just to try and, you know, they've got three well, two experienced centre-backs in Chesters and Davis. And they've got this young kid, Aaron Cashin, who's he's, an ever-present. Yeah, he's never present ever so far this season. He plays on the left of the back three. Um, So you've got kind of two very experienced, very, you know, very, they know what they're doing at this kind of level, kind of of defenders. So could you look to maybe pull Ladapo onto onto Cashin and look to maybe, you know, use his physicality against him? But I I don't know what, what, obviously, what McKenna's going to do. We don't tend to see John Jules and Jackson start as much at home. So for me, I think that would mean maybe Ladapo up front, harness him behind. But I would like to see Edwards get a start because he has looked so bright in the last few games. Um, let us know in the chat if you agree um, with Seb. If you disagree, let us know who you'd have um, who you'd have in. What's your take on this Mendes Lang and maybe Leaf Day? Because obviously Mendes Lang, we you know had a bit of time out of the game, and we won't uh, we won't go into why that was. Um, but lightning fast, not a defender though. Um, so it's it's one of those wing back battles where. If you're on the front foot and you're Leaf Davis, you think you can get past him. But the further up the pitch you go, you've got this worry that he's so damn quick in, in getting in behind you. 
And that's another reason why I wouldn't mind seeing Edwards start out there. You know, if you can get Edwards isolated running at, at, at James Chester's and, and, and Curtis Davis, that could be a really good weapon. You know, Leif Davis, will know, we know, will get up and down all game. He's got a great engine on him. He's really, really come on since he made that debut against Bolton. He should be one of the first names on the team sheet. I really, really like him. And I think that, you know, he'll play his natural game. And Mendes Lang hopefully will, will remain pushed back having to deal with him. Or, you know, you've got that insurance policy. If you play Edwards, that Davis is behind and can cope if Mendes Lang pushes forward. And then you can look to isolate Davis at one, uh, sorry, isolate Edwards one on one against one of their older centre halves because we know that Edwards can effortlessly beat a man, pull out a trick, knock it past him, cut inside on his right foot. You know, the, the, the options we've got when Edwards plays running a, a centre back is absolutely superb. Yeah. Um, how, how do you see it playing out then, Seb? Let us know in the I've, chat as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it will be a draw. I, I you know, I, I'm hoping Derby will come to play against us. We don't want to see another case of, you know, Lincoln and stuff where sides turn up and are, are organised and, you know, well well developed and well drilled and, you know, are celebrating clearances for corners like, they, like they've just won the World Cup. Because we don't want to see that again. Derby, in theory, should come to play. The the the, the pre-match presser from, from Paul Warren says, you know, we, we go to play the game, we look, take the game to them and, you know, it's a great test for us to see how we can compare ourselves to one of the best sides in the division. So hopefully they'll... That they will come out and play. They're, interestingly, they are top of the league for possession away from home with 61.4%. That so, will drop, Seb. Surely that will drop. Now you would think, yeah, you, you would think so, wouldn't you? But at the moment, they are they are the best. They, they, they don't have many shots away from home. That's a, a, an interesting one. They only have 4.9 shots on target per game, um, which is nowhere near kind of, you know, the, the, the upper levels of the of the league. So, so they've got a 78% passing accuracy, so they are the most accurate with the ball as well. But like you say, as Paul Warner, he's only been in charge for, I think it's three or four league games. He's had a couple of cup games as well. But as the season goes on, you'd expect those kind of natural statistics to, to, to drop down. I think it will be a draw. I think it should be a good game. Obviously, we've got the, the bumper crowd. It looks like it's a complete sellout, but I think it will be a one-all draw. Interesting. Very, very interesting. 1-1 one, one brain, 2-1 heart. <laughs> Always go with the heart, eh, Jules? Um... Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, 
They are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Uh, Charlie, we'll start frantically. and Well, we, we kind of don't want it to, do we? We want to be calm and Kieran yeah. McKinney always uses the word control. Paul Warner wants it frantic, won't he, Seb? Yeah, he will. We want to do. We want to play our natural game. We want to start quickly because in the last few games we've kind of started a bit sloppily, especially away at Morecambe that first half. We never got going last week against Lincoln. So if we can start our natural game, get possession, get Evans on the ball, you know, do the things we were doing so well, move the ball quite quickly, like we've been doing brilliantly for the first, you know, four, 13, 14 games of the season. And that's what we want. We want to control this game from the off because the longer it goes on, if they start going more direct to Osula with his strength and his pace and his power, they would start to cause us problems. So it's up to us to kind of take the game to them. We're the ones at home. It sounds like there's going to be a light show and a, you know, a sellout crowd and all that kind of stuff going on before the game. So hopefully we can rise to the occasion, put the sky curse to, to bed and turn up and, and, you know, put in a really good performance to get ourselves back on track. But, but I think it will be a one-all draw personally. Is, is there any competition on TV? Is it the only game on? Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's any. There's, I, don't, I, don't I reckon a lot of people will watch that, don't you? Well, that's probably why we've gone for the black shirts, isn't it? Because <laughs> of the, the commercial opportunity available to us. Yeah, I mean, you think of the two, what, us two and Wednesday are the biggest followed clubs in this league, presumably. Pride Park is, what, yeah. 35,000 people? So they'll have a hell of a following. They'll probably sell out their allocation. They'll have a great following on Sky, obviously. And, and, and yeah, the audience for it should be, should be pretty good. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a Premier League game because they're, they're playing in midweek, aren't they? Um, there's some games going oh, on. Oh, it's Amazon. Yeah, I think they're playing right now, aren't they? Yeah, there's games going on tonight, so there's not a Premier League game. I doubt there's a champion, uh, a championship game, which is why we've been selected. And hopefully, you know, given that the large audience and the the, the the black shirts being out on display and maybe a cameo from Mr. Sheeran on the big screen, we might be able to put in a, a decent display. Uh, no, yeah, no Premier League or championship games. Um, get your questions in. We'll do a bit of pluggery and then we'll do some questions to finish. Um a, apart from Edwards, none of our front players have been on song in recent games. That's probably fair, isn't it? Yeah, uh, definitely. Needs to change he's, on he's, Friday if we... I, I think I agree with that. Yeah, he's been the bright spark, hasn't he, Edwards? You know, Chaplin's looked a little bit off it. Since since the Portsmouth game, you know, I know Chaplin got the assist and Harness scored, but away to Morecambe, neither, neither of them were brilliant and they never got going at all against Lincoln. So I just think maybe freshen it up a little bit in there. I wouldn't be surprised if we had Ladapo at the top and then Edwards and uh, and John Jules in the kind of number 10 role. It wouldn't surprise me if they were both kind of rested on the bench. And it's great that we've got, you know, obviously this squad that can now come in. We don't see a drop-off anymore, do we, when we bring the likes of John Jules or Edwards in, as opposed to a couple of years ago when we're, you know, subbing off James Norwood and bring in Ollie Hawkins and see a massive drop-off in quality. We just don't see that anymore. But I wouldn't be surprised if things are freshened up a little bit in those attacking areas. Do you realise Ollie Hawkins is like John Charles for Mansfield? He like plays centre-half and centre-forward yeah. in the same game. It's tremendous. Um, Michael, start Edwards overload with Davis and look for the crossfield ball from Evans and Wolfie. Jules, um, Derby only restricted view seats left going to be... I really do want to get down there tomorrow. We'll we'll, we'll see um, we'll see what the family situation is at um, <laughs> three pm. Uh, Seb, um, let's do a bit of pluggery. Um, where's the best place to head before the game tomorrow, Seb? Get yourself down to the Greyhound. I got I went there on Saturday for my first time this season. Obviously, the, the, the pre-match show is normally in partnership with the Greyhound. And it was great. You know, the, the menu's superb. The outside bar is absolutely brilliant. They had Adams on, on tap at the outside bar. And yeah, phenomenal. Get yourselves down there. I'm sure you'll see at least probably 40% of the Blue Monday group will be there at some point. Uh, get yourself there. Nice day for the booze with the heaters. Order some food. It's the, the best beer and the best company in town before a match. Unbelievable scenes. Uh, you can check out our, uh, by the way, while we're doing pluggery, get questions in. 
Um, although I'll stop right there and say thank David. you, good old David. Thank you. Now donated us 20,000 euros in the last five shows. That's so, so kind, uh, David, as ever. A bit of a bit of a live stream legend. Very, very kind, David. Thank you so, so much in the super chat there. I'll give you a lift. It was very kind, Jim, but um, you, you, you don't want to ride with me. I have to do about 30 minutes of editing after the game finishes. So. <laughs> um, but thank you for the offer. Um, all round Mikey's. Is this for the Bracknell game? Um, questions, comments in? Um, well, we do just a little bit more pluggery because um, it is, well, after the Bracknell game, in fact, the following week, Ipswich Town played Cheltenham and straight after the game, Seb, is Blue Monday Live at Portman Road. We had a good, um, a good the, the normal thing with tickets, we had a nice little, nice little spike and, Seb, last time we did this, we could have sold double the allocation on the last day. My phone didn't stop ringing all day. So the message is um, get your tickets now because everyone will leave it to the last minute and there won't be any seats left. Absolutely, yeah. After the Cheltenham game in the Sir Bobby, Sir Bobby Robinson suite at Portman Road, 7.30 for an 8 o'clock start. Go to bluemondayitfc.co.uk for details. And yeah, get your tickets in nice and early to ensure you're not disappointed. I've had a sneak peek of the the running order and it, it's going to be a really, really great night. So don't be disappointed. Get your tickets and hopefully we'll see as many down there as we can. Uh, who will be the first Ipswich player suspended in the in the league? Do I, do well, I need to Morse whistle the on, bangles here? <laughs> Morse is on four, isn't he? He's on four yellows. So logically, I mean, you know, if we were to be pretty comfortable tomorrow night, I wouldn't be too adverse if he were to kick somebody with 10 minutes to go and miss the Port Vale game and get it out of the way before before Charlton away. But Morsey, I think, is on four. Davis, I think, is on three. So most likely one of one of those two, but I'm assuming it will be Morsey. We said how well uh, I'm sure this will come up. We said how well Ellis Harrison's playing for Fort Vale. Yeah, he is, isn't he? He's on absolute fire. <laughs> I think he scored again at the weekend. I think he's got seven seven goals. I think they've scored something like fourteen all season. He's got half of them. They've got that Wilson back now playing up front with him as well. The ex Man United guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's there as well. So that's going to be a tough night. I'm going to Port Vale on there. Uh, nice. on- on Tuesday night. So that, that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. He's on a, a rich vein of form and he's probably got a bit of a point to prove, hasn't he? Because he never really got a chance here after his injury, did he? He got injured. Obviously, he gets signed by Hurst and he's the the leading man as a pressing forward in a Paul Hurst 4-1-4-1. Then he gets injured and Lambert just never played I him, did he? I don't think Paul Lambert liked Ellis Harris and I don't think Do you that's not think the he, he secret in world football, is He it? disguised it so well. I remember one of the press conferences, I think one of the one of the guys asked me, said, oh, you know, what do you think of Ellis Harrison? He's, he's closing in on a return. And I remember Lambert just would always say, oh, he's very bubbly or he's, he's very loud. Overconfident. Or he's... Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think he might be right there. Uh, keep your questions coming in um, super chat legend we, David we'd like you if you didn't super chat but you are a super chat legend uh, just put that out there uh, if we go up this season how do you think we're doing the championship next season Seb? Uh, well I guess you're better qualified to answer this if you look at the kind of players we've bought in they're either a mixture of you know having played a, d- a decent number in the championship the likes of Evans and Ball and Morsey and I guess Keo if he's still around and then you've got kind of the ones who you hope will make that natural step up in the likes of you know Wolfenden and uh, and Burns and stuff so I, I mean I, 
you watch an awful lot more championship football than I do. I'd like to think that we'd be, you know, not 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 maybe that comfortable, but I think we'd have more. We'd have enough about us, hopefully, to kind of finish in lower lower kind of mid table and then look to really push on from there. Obviously, the recruitment they would do in the summer would be absolutely critical. But I'd like to think, you know, a, a spine of Walton, Edmondson, and Wolfenden, Morsey, and Evans, and you need something at the top of the pitch should be, you know, should be enough, hopefully, to see us pretty comfortably safe. Would you agree with that or? I would. And the thing I'd add, Seb, is in the championship, pretty much year on year, you get six teams, four to six teams that are basket cases that some of them will sack two managers. One one will get a points deduction. Um, They'll do silly things. And there's that competence level that will put you in the third quartile that you mentioned. And then you, you never know with a... A lot of it depends how you get promoted, doesn't it? Because um, uh, we're not suggesting for one minute that that's a foregone conclusion Um, here. um, We understand Plymouth are currently the best team in the division. Um, But often, I'd be interested in what the chat saw, often the playoff team, the playoff winner, for some reason, I don't know if it's like late momentum or they don't get their players signed, maybe um, pilfered by bigger teams. They seem so. It depends how you get promoted as well. In yeah. terms of if you want that um, that um, freewheeling downhill momentum. Do you know what I mean? Well, you kind of lose three weeks, don't you? If you win the playoffs, you've effectively lost probably three weeks from the end of the season. So that's three weeks where you can't properly plan for things. You know, I guess you have two lists going into the playoff final of a you know a promoted target list and a we stay down target list. But I always think losing that three weeks is absolutely critical for the manager to decide on you know preseason plans, transfer targets, and it always seems to to kind of catch up with them. You want to just win the league, be, be up by the first weekend in May, and then you've got a really solid kind of two and a half months to put your plans in place for a, a decent assault at the league next year. 100%. Um, sorry, let me just get the Derby bench up um, in readiness for the next question, which I think is a pertinent one. Uh, Michael, do you think it'll be a tight game until the 60th minute, uh, then we bring the subs on to win the game? I actually think that would favour us if it was nil-nil at at 60 if you look at let's bring that derby bench up and the way the way derby would win the game would be frantic get in front pull us out score a second we've seen rotherham do that within the first half of a game at portman road um before um but look at that bench okay smith mcgoldrick stearman you're talking about the um you know the the old guard mcgoldrick obviously um we know what he can do don't we but um i always would I would always back us, apart from maybe against Sheffield Wednesday or Plymouth or something, if it comes down to a sub battle. Do, do, is that? Am I overrigging that? No, I think I agree with you because you know at the sixty-minute mark, you're looking to bring on exciting, direct, powerful, pacey kind of players, aren't you? Against tiring fullbacks, tiring centre-backs and tiring midfielders. And that's exactly what we can do with the likes of Jackson and Edwards if he if he's on the bench. You know, we can bring that kind of, you know, it must be soul-destroying. If you're a fullback and you've spent, you know, 60 minutes against Wes Burns up and down and suddenly you're seeing Carl Edwards about to come on or or Caden Jackson with his pace about to come on in that position, it must be soul-destroying. So I would back us given the, 
you know, the kind of player that we are able to bring off the bench ahead of ahead of most in the league. You know, you just mentioned there some of Derby's players on the bench, the likes of uh, Stearman's quite old. Obviously, McGoldrick, we know all about, but he is now 35. He's just come back from a month out injured. He played 20 minutes, I think, against Accrington off the bench, and he started and got 65-odd minutes against uh, Man City in the in the Pizza Cup in midweek. So still in there, though, isn't it? It is, but he's just come back from a month out. So, you know, I, I, I don't expect him to start. He'll be a bench option, but mm. at the 60-minute mark, I'd rather be bringing on the likes of, you know, Jackson's pace, yeah, John okay. Jules' trickery, you know, John Jules's, you know, cleverness and the, the, than a, a 36-year-old, I have to say. Um, a, not interested in how many passes Evans makes. He needs to make killer passes. Well, the big money buys you killer passes. It's a fair point, actually. If you look, so Evans is top in the division. Miles clear as well for accurate passes. And people think we exaggerate about Bannon when we're covering League One. <laughs> but all the data, look at that. Chances created, 45, nine more than anybody else. And <laughs> Sean McConville's uh, sticking blooming corners into the box for Accrington. Expected assists, um, Bannon. Expected assists per 90, they're kind of the, the same thing. But so, sometimes I go into my it's League One mode. You know, there's not many players who are slicing through balls. Um, but Evans does look to have the capability. You'd imagine sometimes he's probably got it in his head that that's not the instruction, whereas Bannon's obviously got carte blanche to do what the hell he likes and play the Hollywood ball. Yeah, I think all you've got to do is look at their respective heat maps. You know, Bannon will pop up absolutely everywhere, all over the pitch to get on the ball and look to make things happen. I mean, we saw him in, you know, the left-back position at Hillsborough, pushing up the ball and looking to uh, to ping passes across. Evans has got that really good kind of cross-field ball in his locker, hasn't he, where he looks to pick out either Davis or Burns on the flanks. And that's been a really, really useful weapon. But he is much more kind of conservative. You know, it's clear that his game plan is kind of sit a little bit deeper, give Morsey the license to move forward. And I guess that means you're not going to see, I mean, I, I can't remember any kind of, you know, through balls, Mevins to the, to the strikers or the tens that resulted in chances. It's very much kind of that, that almost like a quarterback role where he'll sit there, ping balls out to the flanks and look to, look to kind of build momentum that way. Yeah. Um, I think you've already answered this. Do you think uh, Panchute will start? No. Prob- probably going to be a few weeks, isn't it? Yeah, he's going to need some under-21 game. I think I saw somebody in the comments earlier, it might be an FPL tractor, said that uh, apparently he's penciled into play in the under-21 game tomorrow. So he, he presumably won't be featuring on the bench against Derby, which makes sense. You know, you'll have ball back as your, as your central midfield cover. He's going to need, isn't he, a, a couple of under-21 games then a few appearances off the bench here and there. And I guess they'll pencil him in to start against Bracknell um, and whoever we get in the next round of the Pizza Cup just to get some more minutes into him. <laughs> Good spot, this. I had May was tough for something on that. I statue. saw that. What was it? Was it goals? It was, was it? XG per 90. goals plus um, expected assists per 90. Do you know what? I bet most of that is from the game against us. <laughs> but um, You can see <laughs> Muzzy Carriol as well. Burton are mad statistically because they're just all over the place. Under Hasselbank, it was they were either conceding four goals or bombing throw-ins into the other box and leaving themselves completely open. So uh, take a few of those numbers with a with a pinch of salt. Um, but if we do completely change our style and start lobbing grenades into the box, maybe, maybe we have a man um, to get on the end of that. Um, Charlie, is the Plymouth manager moving on? I It'd be nice. <laughs> it would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't think he will. And I think this Mick Beal today turning down Wolves kind of emboldens the likes of Schumacher if he gets offered Hull or whatever to go, mm, do you know what? No. 
We've seen it with Bonner, haven't we, as well? You know, Bonner's turned down Rotherham. And, you know, I guess they do say, don't they, you know, pick your owners. There's a couple of basket case clubs in the in the championship. But if you're looking to West build Rome, something... Parachute you, team, Seb. Yeah, but if you're looking to, to build something at, at Plymouth, you know, you, you, you've taken over from your mate Ryan Lowe. You know, you've you continued this season, picked up from where you left off last year, looking to build stuff on and off the pitch. I, I can see, I can understand why they are turning down those those kind of those kind of moves. And I guess... Rob Edwards is a bit of a warning to everybody. I know he went to Watford and they are a complete league of their own when it comes to managers, but I guess that might just be a bit of a concern for people, you know, who, who leave kind of relatively stable jobs. You can, you, you could be out on your ear after 10 games. That's the, that's the world of the, the championship. I saw a stat in the week somewhere. I think it was on the hard truth podcast. Actually, the Peterborough owner was saying the average life expectancy for a manager in the EFL was something like 11 months, which is you know, oh, it's it's, crazy. It's, Every day I see a new tweet saying, I don't know, some dude who got hired in July is now the fourth longest serving manager in the championship. Right, we're going to have a bit of fun with this, Seb. Uh, Michael, is there one player you'd like us to sign in January from the championship that might be up for move? What we're going to do is we're going to assume that Michael Carrick is going to be named the Middlesbrough manager tomorrow. And we're going to assume that he's still best mates with Kieran McKenna and he would be very willing to loan us a player. So we'll go very directly into the um, Middlesbrough squad and I will pick out... Uh, who there Who's that striker? They, they had a, a young striker who they loaned to somebody in our league. I, I can't think who it oh, is. Oh, Josh Coburn. Yeah, he yes. would have been good, wouldn't I he? I liked him. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, we're full up there. Um, <laughs> I side Jones. <laughs> no, I, I jest, of course. Um, Hayden Hackney scored the um, the other night. Um I don't know. Would, would they would they loan us somewhere? Matt it's, Crooks it's always... as a physical number, as a, as, as a physical midfield option, you know, looking to get forward and get on the end of things. Yeah, assuming that um, if he was available, Paul Warren wouldn't be front of the queue for yeah. that one um, as well. So, yes. Um, keep your questions coming in and we'll go a little bit longer. Rodrigo Muniz, unfortunately, Mullet, he's already on loan from Fulham to, um, to Middlesbrough. But yes, I'm sure he'd score... Every half, probably, if he was playing in uh, League One in in our team. Duncan Watmore doing a great job for me on Football Manager. He's one of those ones, Duncan Watmore, where um, he seems to keep getting played on on the basis of the ineptitude of the other players. <laughs> They're still playing, still playing in blessing, but um, nice, quick player. Um, any more questions? We'll do a little bit of pluggery. Get any more questions in uh, Telegram? Uh, Seb is great fun, isn't it? We've got our Telegram service. You get a free two-week trial. It's like a big WhatsApp group with loads of us. There's loads of people in there. Let me, I think FPL's in there, isn't he? Who else on the list? Jim's in there. Um, Jules in there? I think he was. Yeah, Jules, yeah. David's in there. Yeah. Um, I'm scrolling it's- up. Loads of the guys. Dan, we had on earlier. Um, loads of the guys are in there. So um, check out uh, Telegram and you can get get a free trial. There is a paywall after the free trial, but it's it's really good fun. And we we kind of sell it that it's um it's a little bit better policed by us than Twitter is sometimes. We believe in people's freedom of speech, of course, Seb, but um, it doesn't get out of hand in our Telegram, does it? No, it's great. You can have respectful, reasoned football debates. People quite disagree. often disagree. Yeah, people dis- we disagree with each other all the time. There's loads of stuff in there with different points of view and different opinions on things. But like I say, it remains respectful. You don't put something out there and immediately you're getting loads of abuse off a load of online trolls and stuff. It's a it's a great kind of community that we've built. There's about six or seven different groups. There's ones for golf and cricket and non-football things that I tend to stick clear of. But, you know, we're all, we're watching the Premier League last night and there's, you know, a, 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 a 
general football one. We're all having a chat in there about the, the Man United game. Match day is my favourite one. You know, on the match day, Rich will open up the, the match day chat. He's got his policing methods. He will close it and open it <laughs> at certain times. But he'll open up the match day chat and then we get to see everyone's, you know, trip to Portman Road, team news, what we think is going to be, pre-match rituals. It's great seeing all the different stuff at the ground of people's opinions and different views from being in different stands. People down the south stand will see something completely different to people in the north stand and it's it's great to get all these views in, in, in one place. And then the debate continues throughout the evening. You know, last Saturday night, I was down for the, the Lincoln game. I went back to my mum's house in Suffolk and the debate is still going on and people are still talking about, you know, Lincoln and what went wrong and what we what we expect to happen. And it's it's just a great little community. Come and give it a try. Like like Ben said, you get two weeks on us, free trial, give it a go. You won't lose anything. And even after that, it's only a fiver. It's 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 not right. a lot of money. You might lose a bit of bit of dignity you know there's there's some banter going on in there isn't there <laughs> yeah yeah no it's great come and give it a try you won't lose anything G- give it a go it's, it's it's really good uh gary gary's off the butlins so he's like which one which one gary so skegness bogner minehead i can't in my days serve as a traveling musician traveling i've been to all you, of yeah. them many many <laughs> times just don't do them in consecutive nights they are horrible horrible places to get to <laughs> um telegram is absolutely brilliant thank you uh david right guys let's just hit it on the head now um give me your score predictions for tomorrow if you're in the chat um how do you see this one panning out tomorrow um there you go gary's brought you another 15 seconds there he's in it's in bogner on the south coast um get your score predictions in for tomorrow um i don't know whether i'm in Take a point mode after losing to losing to Lincoln. Well, if it comes important after that, isn't it? It's now an important game. You know, if we'd have battered Lincoln, then a, a point against Derby at home is is absolutely fine. But it does become an an, an important game now. I think we need to, you know, we we, it, we can't lose it. And I think it will be a draw. But you know, if we could win it, and get back on back on track, that would be superb. I guess you know, we when we lost to Plymouth, we suddenly bounced back with three wins in a week, didn't we? We beat. Pompey, yes. Accrington, and somebody else. I can't think of it. Cambridge. So, you know, we have shown that we are resilient and we can bounce back. Was it Joe Raw used to call it bounce back ability? Oh, yeah. Shown, we've shown that, you know, we can, we have that in our locker. And and I think it'll be a draw personally. And then we'll look to build against, you know, hopefully get good results away to Port Vale and away to, away to Charlton because these three game weeks can be crucial, can't they? Uh, let's have a look at some of these predictions. Confident, as you can imagine, from a room full of Ipswich fans, but hopefully they're <laughs> hopefully they're on the um, on the right track here. Couple of draws um, in there, plenty of wins. Actually, Nick's rumbled me there. I was literally just going to go. Context is king. We always say Port Vale. You Ipswich would be favourites, but obviously it's a um, tricky one with it being a Tuesday night and we're getting into winter now. Charlton away, that's going to have a big game feel, judging by the fact that the away end sold out within about 30 seconds. Then you've got Bracknell, uh, Cheltenham be favourites, but they've, you know, they've beaten Bolton. Um, they beat someone else good recently. I can't remember who. Long trip down to Exeter. But, um, Seb, I keep banging on, and I've, well, since we've done the pod, I've banged on about look after yourself. If we draw this game, we'll still be 31 points from... 15 games if we win it at 32 from 15 is outstanding if we lose it we're still at two points per game so as much as that may affect what's happening going forward in a negative way back-to-back defeats keep calm you're at two points per game with some nice fixtures coming up is that fair 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, but the only thing that will concern me, obviously, is if you do sort of, you know, drop points. Sheffield Wednesday are right, right in there behind us, aren't they? I mean, it's, it's looking like it could be three kind of breaking away for those top two positions. So, you know, like you say, look after ourselves, maintain the two points per game, which, like you say, you do retain even if you get only get a point against them. But we would then have to follow it up. If we get a point tomorrow night, we'd then have to follow it up with a, with a win at Port Vale and, you know, at least a, at least a point away to Derby. That's our way well, to Charlton, sorry. And that's the complete worst-case scenario, isn't it? A breakaway group, because you can record a very high points total and finish third or fourth then, can't you? Yeah, Miles exactly ahead of fifth and sixth. Yeah, exactly how it was in the 90s under Burley. You know, you had Sunderland yeah. winning the league or whatever it was, and Aston City kind of going for it. And obviously we finish. And even in the, the 4 5 season where we lose to West Ham in the playoffs, you know, there's a, a a top three that kind of make that make that breakaway. And all you can do is kind of look after yourself and hopefully teams will slip up here and there throughout the season. You can be in a position to, to capitalise on that. But I just always feel these three game weeks are absolutely crucial. You know, we saw it a couple of weeks ago with the, with the Pompey, uh, Cambridge, Accrington three game week. If you can pick up, two points per game from then and give yourself a, a real kind of, you know, shot in the arm. It, it builds so much momentum and confidence and it can be absolutely crucial coming into the season. Um, let's, sorry, Charlton looked very good versus, it does look like this Charlton game is going to be quite bad timing on that. They look like they're getting going now, don't they? Garner yeah, it look like they're hitting a bit of form, don't they? Annoyingly. Uh, two points per game, not good enough in a three or four. I don't know if that's right, Dennis. I know the championship stats that the highest total to ever not get promoted is the one Seb just mentioned is Sunderland in 1998 got 90. I'm, I'm pretty certain no one would have ever got 92 points and not been promoted, but I'm prepared to, I'm prepared to, I think Sheffield United actually got nine, got then Sheffield Wednesday pipped them. They got a massively high total and didn't go up. Someone will check that in the, in the chat for me, but it, keep up. I, I do accept you've got to beat your rivals at some point and we've not done that, but yeah, that that two points per game. Keep keep tracking that, and I'm pretty set. Look, if you did it, you'd be blooming unlucky not to not to get out there. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Derby will join the breakaway group. They've got a bit of. It need to be a tear, but um, certainly uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't rule it out with you with Warren in charge. I think at the start of the season, I predicted they finished sixth. I thought they might gate crash the, the the playoffs given the. You know, the kind of calibre of players they bought in to, to, to complement some very decent younger players. So I still think they will finish in the playoffs, but I, I think they might have given themselves a bit too much to do to kind of, you know, be up there with the likes of us. But we, we saw it last year. If you start slowly, it exactly, can be so yeah. difficult, can't it? You can win every week. And was it, you know, we, we found in March, didn't we? Uh, was it Chris or Tony was putting it in the Telegram group that we were winning each game changing, and it? our yeah. percentage chance of getting in the playoffs was diminishing each game. So, you know, you, can, you can't win the league at this time of the year, but you can, you can definitely lose it as we found out last season well there were three that was it us Bolton and Oxford all missed the playoffs all were banging out the points for the last four months of the season yeah um uh Jim got now to get sorry getting out tomorrow and there's a lot of pressure on two well yeah it's probably a fair yep. point isn't it yeah. but you know you gotta you gotta rise up to that um pressure haven't you, you think we'll win the league by five plus points anyway I would I would like that five plus points does that mean we'd be up with to get so if we had the five point lead with two games to get no, we wouldn't. No, but it, the, it, it, yeah, it would mean Fleetwood away would be a lovely day out in the last. Game oh yeah, season. oh yeah, I'm sure you'll be there. Right, I think we're there then, Seb. Coming up to the hour. Thank you everybody for joining us. Um, have a great time. I'm really hoping I'm going to be down there um, tomorrow for the first time in forever uh, down at Portman Road. But if I'm not, we will have it all covered. On the flagship show, Sam.
Yeah, absolutely. Back on uh, on Sunday, we'll work out who's going to be on it. But I'd imagine most people, Mikey's there as well this weekend. But I think most people, I'm definitely not there. You're a maybe. But if not, the rest will be there. They'll have it covered on Sunday Night Live at 8 o'clock. David Diamond sees everything. He's got rubbish seat as well. He's right down low in the corner. He sees everything. So don't worry. We've got it covered. Has Joe still got that light bulb thing in his way, hanging down from the hanging down from the stand? He won't see anything. He'll only see about 50% of the pitch. But there you go. We've got Richard up in the other stand. Craig's up on high. We've got it all covered, haven't we? So um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for all the questions. Um, thanks for the super chats. Um, super, should we just start calling him Super David? Um, and a big thank you to you, Seb, and we'll see you very soon. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.